Hello and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts, Couch to 80k, writing bootcamp week 5, day 2. The theme this week is Psych Exam and we're looking at emotions and motivations, those of the characters in your fiction and yours as an author and creator. Yesterday I got you to free associate, brainstorm and speed write in response to five single word prompts. And look, I admit that I wouldn't just walk into a class with a new group and do that exercise without the proper groundwork. It has the potential to be a bit random, but hopefully it did two things. Firstly, it built on a whole set of skills and practices we've already established. So the act of responding to the prompts, even though you knew what you'd write would probably be shit, came a little easier to you. And secondly, in doing so, you sort of inserted a turkey thermometer up the jacksy of your emotional makeup as a writer and took its temperature. And I'm sure you already had an intuitive sense of what emotions you feel confident writing about and what ones you're less comfortable with. For me, I feel okay with anger, platonic love and friendship, and envy. I still struggle with anything raunchy. I find lust almost a scary subject to write about seriously. And romance, actually falling in love. I'm working on writing that in a way I feel satisfied with. And, and then there are a whole bunch of other emotions that fall somewhere in between for me. I think it's immensely useful and rewarding as a writer to look at the rooms of the mansion you've been avoiding for all these years and maybe go and have a bit of an explore. There's not always huge trauma behind some of these doors. I, I, I'm not sure why I find sex so difficult and embarrassing to write about. I suspect I'm not the only person who feels this way, though. You'll be relieved to know that I have no intention of writing a steamy erotic debauch anytime soon. Not that there's anything wrong with that, if that's what you want to do. But for me, what's fascinating and of real practical value is seeing how, in your writing, if you try to repress or ignore or avoid a particular emotion or feeling, how it bubbles up in all sorts of peculiar and arresting ways. Often ways that are far more creative and engaging than if you'd just gone, OK, I'm going to write about loss. Because, for me, thinking about my first novel, The Honours, for example, sex and sexual desire don't feature explicitly in the story, and yet it feels to me like they cast these weird shadows in the background. They, they're never talked about by characters, except through the most oblique allusions, and it creates this rather febrile, menacing atmosphere where scenes that have got nothing to do with sex at all are charged with a deeply disconcerting intensity that, in another context, would be instantly recognisable as eroticism. Now, I don't intend to make a habit of offering fawning glosses on my own work. I know it can come off as a bit self-satisfied. Ooh, let's delve into the nuanced subtext of Tim Clare's oeuvre. But I bring it up to make the point that, look, sometimes the famous British Reserve, which is really nothing more than an emotional constipation, a kind of love squeamishness, can be useful for writing. Freud called it sublimation, all those subconscious feelings we don't acknowledge soaking into our everyday actions and colouring them with our most vivid secrets. Freud mostly talked bollocks, but a lot of what he wrote sounds good, and for our purposes that's what matters. So for today's exercise we're going to jolly well do our best to channel some good old-fashioned British emotional repression. I'd like you to take a character. If you need a name, go to your list from week one, day one. There are still candidates hopping up and down going, ooh, ooh, pick me. And I'd like you to place them in an ordinary situation of very mild frustration or conflict. Perhaps they're at a laundrette and they're struggling to get the tumble dryer to accept their change. Maybe they're... Maybe they've reversed their car into a concrete bollard and smashed a taillight. It could be job-related, a domestic situation, whatever. If you want to write science fiction or fantasy, make it a mundane problem within that reality. There horses, a cobble wedged in the frog of its foot, a power conduit in the ship's atrium has started leaking coolant, whatever. Something small but difficult and uh, the kind of problem we wrestle with every day as human beings in an imperfect world. So... 
you're going to place that person in a scene with that problem. And you're also going to take one of the five emotions we named yesterday. They were fear, rage, grief, lust and joy. That's fear, rage, grief, lust or joy. Pick one. Your character is experiencing this emotion intensely. I realise that some of you may quibble with me that uh, that's actually several of them are emotions. Grief and lust, I suppose, could be argued that they're not really emotions at all. Um, so much as grief is a kind of generalised experience and, and, and lust is a kind of physiological reaction. Uh, whatever, fuck off. Um, so look, uh, you, your character is experiencing this emotion intensely within the scene, okay? But you are forbidden from naming the emotion you choose or any of its synonyms. All you may do is describe the scene as this character experiences it, and you can describe any physiological symptoms they have, trembling hands, pounding heart, whatever, but just let their emotional state colour the scene. I don't know what's going to have occasioned this particular emotion. I'd suggest something not immediately in the scene, perhaps something that came before or something coming up. Whatever the source of their emotion, I'd suggest not mentioning that either. So don't write, Gillian was still broken up about her son's death. Describe instead the churn of the off-white shirts in the machines, the monochrome poster for a community play, blue tacked to the laundrette window, the dryness of her hands. Give us the desolation and relentless, uncaring normality of the place, the world's refusal to stop and grieve with her. Or, or whatever. The idea here is to be as lush and specific and sensory as you like, but don't explain yourself. Don't spoon-feed the reader. Have you got that? So, a character, a scene where they face a small everyday challenge and one of the five emotions from yesterday that they're experiencing. But keep it secret. If you're feeling especially hale and hearty, I suggest picking the emotion you found least easy to free write on yesterday. As usual, you'll have ten minutes. Are you ready? Go.
And that's it. Well done. That was a challenging one. To be clear, it's not a crime to name an emotion and stroke or the situation that occasioned it. I'm not banning you from that. Uh, I'm just trying to show you an effect you can create when you hold back, how it can seep into everything, which, of course, can be taken to the point of parody. If you're doing lust, it's easy to find your narrative becomes a tedious conger of crude double entendres with all the sex appeal of a bogey on an armrest. Similarly, I've read enough miserablest depictions of someone making a casserole in literary fiction to know the grief version can be overdone too. Don't labour the point. Often just a paragraph or even a sentence can convey enough for the reader to get the picture, leaving you free to press on with an actual plot. That's it for today. Great work. Reflect on what we've talked about here and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>